So at Gen Con uh, earlier this year, uh, I met this uh, this great team that was. They came over to the booth and they were like, "Hey, Doug, we we make these minis and we want to hand off a couple samples to you and just show you show you what we do." And uh, I took a look at them and they're amazing. Um, I followed uh, their uh, creative director uh, Chris over to uh, uh, their booth and man, they just had a ton. A ton of uh, different minis, uh, some of which I'll show off to you know on the stream. Uh, of course, we just moved, so I haven't really got a chance to actually assemble them and paint them yet, just because everything else since Gen Con has just been a blur uh, at this point. But man, Broken Anvil minis—they're they're doing some great stuff. Uh, they get really, really uh, cool, cool products. If, if you love fantasy minis or just minis in general, right now they've got a, a Kickstarter going on where uh, you can back. Their uh, their Kickstarter for a uh, hundred hundred bucks or a little bit more sometimes. I guess like, they just opened up some uh, uh, some early bird pledges again, uh, so you can back it at a really really affordable price, and you just get a cr crazy dragon's horde worth of minis. Let me show you on the. They've already hit their funding level, and they are just knocking out stretch goal after stretch goal. Uh, you know, seems like they're, they're they're knocking one off almost every day at this point. So stick around. We're gonna talk with Chris uh, from uh, Broken Anvil Minis, and uh, yeah, we're gonna have a good time. Talk talk a little bit what they do, this Kickstarter, and some of the other lines that they have going on. So stick around. We're gonna talk with uh, Chris. Hey everyone, welcome to Victor Condition Gaming. My name is Doug. Today on the show, we're talking Forged from Broken Anvil Minis. Uh, and uh, Chris, the creative director, is is going to come on and just kind of talk a little bit about what they do in this Kickstarter and so on and so forth. Uh, if you've already backed the Kickstarter, let us know in the comments and uh, and we'd love to know your thoughts as to uh, all the incredible works that, uh, that uh, this team is doing. Uh, also, if you enjoy this session, please hit that like button down below. And if you're coming across our content for the very first time, feel free to hit that uh, subscribe subscribe button um and then of course go check out uh, all the, uh, the 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 cool minis that they have there at broken anvil on their web store without further ado let's bring on chris he's the one that you all want to talk to howdy chris what's going on tonight oh not much Thanks. just a long day at work oh man you guys are just rocking it on kickstarter like we uh, yeah it's a good, good it's congratulations working. thank uh, you yeah, yeah i mean it's it was a rough start yeah, well, you know, it happens, and and you know that, that's that's a sign that uh, you know you want to make sure that the community that uh, you're building around Broken Anvil is is the it gets you know it feels like they're being heard and, and being appreciated, and and so you know I, I think that uh, it's awesome that you went to Kickstarter and and now you're reaping the rewards for it. So congratulations on that. Yeah, thank you. And I mean, this it's not our first rodeo with no. dungeon delvers we did the same thing we started rough we had uh, a few major mistakes right we i think we gave people uh what's known as choice fatigue <laughs> like there's too many options uh, and the community spoke out they were like this is this is wrong you got to redo it uh and we did and then it was very successful um and it, it got exactly what we wanted we ended up shipping uh, close to a hundred thousand minis from that campaign. Wow, that was all produced in house. Um, so yeah, it was awesome. And then this one's doing the same thing. Like we did one 
we chose to go to backer kit, which I think was a good choice. I know we're not there right now, but backer mm-hmm. kit is awesome. They're very they supportive. Um, it's a totally different experience as a creator. And I, I truly hope that the stuff we produce in the future, we can, we can migrate over to backer kit and stay there. Um, and it's not because there's anything wrong with Kickstarter, but as a creator, when you, when you want to build something, you need support in, in, every way possible like you need to be able to talk to someone ask them what what you can change what you can do i mean they were building us custom stuff for the for our page on the fly like we'd say hey we need to be able to support this can you do it and they did it um we were the first one on backer kit to do like a live stream on our backer kit and they they coded it for us the night before that's awesome yeah so uh, we owe them a lot they're awesome Uh, unfortunately like i it came down to the the concept of like, okay, we have a really cool campaign. This is a cool product. I mean, obviously there's a little hubris in that, right? But I like, we did our comp testing. We looked around the market and said, okay, Reaper had six of them and they're awesome. Blacklist, unfortunately, has struggled to deliver, whatever. Yeah. But the thing they built was cool. And even mm-hmm. the second one they built was cool. Um, I think it was Next Level Miniatures did something similar too. And it was really great. So we have these beautiful sculpts. We have worked with our partner before. It's actually kind of crazy. The partner we work with, the factory partner, is Steamforge's factory. <laughs> so nice. Okay. We know the quality is good. Like yep. we we have those minis from many of their stuff in in hand. Bard Sung and Guild Ball and the new Elden Ring is likely going to be made at the same factory. Um, so we were confident and everything lined up in that perspective but then it just didn't go anywhere on the first one and the second one and so my it was a hard call for us to be like hey i think we have to cancel it again we have to retool a little bit but the community wants it on kickstarter yeah we got to go there and i mean it's speaking for itself right we we were 10 days in on backer kit and we were at around sixty thousand. we're what six days in now seven days in and you're over doubled it and we're i mean we've hit a stretch goal i mean probably two a day three a day for the last couple days like it's been really good um it's awesome we hope it keeps going because there's so much like by the time if if people get it to where we need it to go like if we can get in that like four hundred thousand mark which i know seems far off right now but not (laughs) impossible um you get a lot like there's a lot of minis by the time it all unlocks um Go ahead. There, there's no, there, there's a whole lot right now. You even just like, even if you were just a back right now, there's what, there's got to be what almost a hundred minis at this point. Yeah, I think it's it's, I think all in when we're done with all the unlocks, all the free the free unlocks. I right. think you end up getting a hundred and sixty five minis for the one hundred dollar price tag. That's um, crazy. which is great. It's less than a dollar a mini. It's really good. And then on top of that, we haven't announced them yet, but I think tomorrow we announce the first one, but we're doing something similar to what Reaper did. We have expansions. So we have uh, an entire orc expansion with the giant orc hut, stuff like that, right? Uh, and it unlocks in stages. So when you first buy it, I think, uh, don't quote me on this, I don't. the price I think is 80 bucks, sure. um, but it gives you value right up front. Like you get the big hut that I think would retail normally for like $40, $50, you get a big 50 millimeter boss orc lady uh, chieftain, and then you get a couple more orcs on top of it. So it's it's worth 80 bucks. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then when we hit another, like I think when we hit 200,000, another set for that set unlocks. 
So it's like freebies in your expansion. That makes sense. So it does the same awesome. thing Reaper did, right? So it's like as you move through, you end up getting. I think at the end of that, you retail value like a hundred and seventy dollars worth of minis for about eighty bucks. So we're gonna do that multiple times. We have that expansion. We have the uh, it's our Wizard of Oz one, Cursed of the Emperor yes City expansion. We have a lot of stuff from that. We have a little like a small demonic uh, expansion. And then we're also doing something really special that, again, I'm probably going to get in trouble. I mean, you've probably seen my other live streams or like when I do, I, I did a few podcasts early on for Rivenstone. I spoil everything. I'm terrible. Uh, but it's fine. The CEO and yeah. my name lets me do that. It's okay. Uh, I'll get in trouble. Uh, <laughs> but we are going to do something special for our community. And the, the, the really difficult thing right now is Dungeon Delvers is almost impossible for us to produce anymore. Okay. The molds, the molds are burnt out. They're out of scale. I mean, we know we made them a little large to begin with, but mm -hmm. that was our real, like, our first real miniatures project. Um, we've learned a lot since then. So this current Forge project is 28 millimeter heroic. So it's right around 30 millimeter to the eye line. They're all on 25 mil bases. You can play them in all your tabletop games. They fit on a one by one or a one inch square. You know, uh, Dungeon Dover is a little bit bigger than that. So we're going to change it, and we're going to add that as an expansion on this. Where you oh, nice! All of the minis you missed in PVC, the same as forged, same scale. So we're going to add that on probably in about a week or so. Okay. Uh, so it helps drive the end of the campaign. Sure. Um, but yeah, we have lots of surprises in store. Unfortunately, not all of them are free. Obviously, we have to... I mean, the molds are expensive. So the whole idea is that basically this campaign is to help us build these molds Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that we can then provide this product at a retail price. So this price will never be the same moving forward. You get it now, or it's crazy expensive afterwards. It's normal sure. normal price for a mini, right? Like three to five bucks per mini versus less than a dollar. But, um, yeah. So they're just it's it's here to help us build these molds and then get our product all over the world, which we've been. I mean. We have so many people asking us, can you can you ship your stuff to you know Australia to put it in the comic book stores? And we're like, we'd love to, but it's the orders aren't big enough, right? But with something like this, with like Forged, where you can order an army basically of models for nothing, it, it makes sense. So yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. I, I, I'm excited for you, and and that was that was like one of my questions. That was one of my questions. Uh, uh, look at this. Hey, Haley's on here. Uh, this is so hyped for the campaign. Sweet. Absolutely. The flame spiders are super cool. They are. I love that. <laughs> that was such a great to unlock when uh, when those popped up on uh, as a special. And we have more. So that's the the we tried to keep some theme through here. So we have some more spiders as you go through the unlock dungeon. Yeah. yeah. Actually, three more sets of spiders, if I'm not mistaken. So. Wow. Okay. Look out for Very more spiders. Yeah. Nice. Um, so when when we chatted at Gen Con, mm -hmm. uh, I went over your booth and like you showed me you showed off Rivenstone, which was on the kicks on Kickstarter. It, it pulled in a couple hundred uh, thousand uh, in, in funding. And uh, actually, let me uh, bring that up on screen. And, yeah, actually, uh, it and it did really well in the back end too. So in the pledge manager, we doubled what we. Oh, made. nice! That's always it's, it's great. Yeah, I mean for I mean for a brand new IP, uh, small scale skirmish war game, it's very niche, right? Like we didn't expect it to do so well, and it it did great. So we're very happy with it. That was one campaign that I kept on going back to. I there's some really great. Uh, 
uh, faction uh, boxes in this in this game that just totally totally had my attention. Um, you know, as soon as as soon as it launched, but you know, just like my my backlog of uh, minis. Uh, <laughs> Uh, painting and, and uh, skirmish games are, are so big at this point that uh, I was like, oh, I'm, I, I'm more than likely going to have to pick it up once once it's out though, because that's definitely one. But yeah, once uh, once you showed me that uh, that uh, that you all were the the team behind that, um, I was like, okay, these these people are doing some great some great stuff. I'm super super excited about uh, about the things that you're doing. Um, so. Let's talk a little bit about Rivenstone. So, so while sure. while we got you, and then we'll, we'll go back to Forge a little bit. Um, Rivenstone is uh, so this is a skirmish game. This is almost you said uh, before we went live. You anticipate this to come out towards probably towards the end of Q or the beginning of Q two or, or somewhat um, of, of next year or like I'm in not, the middle or, or somewhere around yeah, Q two. I'm not going to say beginning of Q two. Okay, I'm sure, just sure. going to say Q two because I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I mean, realistically, with how things work. We say Q2, it's probably going to be Q3. Okay. Um, okay. Like, because I, I imagine what will happen is we'll get through most of it. There'll be a hiccup because there always is when it comes yeah, to production it is, and it will it push is. us over that Q2 mark. So, okay. Um, I think we'll be really close to what we announced when we first launched the, the title. I think that June date's not insane, but okay. there are a few yeah. things that we do need to get from China, like the books and the cards and tokens ah. and stuff. And so, you know, those might take their sweet time. Who knows? Um, we're almost done right now with the final steps of the rule book. So the rule book's finished in terms of uh, the rules, but we had to edit it and like make it pretty. Um, so that's almost done. That's the last thing. So once that's done, that'll get into production. And then we're just making minis, uh, thousands and thousands of minis. I think this is almost quadruple the amount of minis that we had to do for Dungeon Novers. Wow. And then on top of that, we're doing all of this stuff in parts right because they're all kits so every single i mean every single mini you get is a standard hobby miniature right so right. torso legs arms whatever and that just takes a lot of mold and time unfortunately so yeah lots of production yeah no it's it's awesome so yeah so if just uh, you know, a, a company that just really is is trying to trying to make some really cool brands and, and uh, some really great product lines and, and uh, for the hobby. Uh, let's see here. Let's, let's go to some of the chat here. Are there, are there more marketing such as ads? Realize that there were plenty of them during the backer kit launch, but with the Kickstarter relaunch, it doesn't seem as hyped up. Maybe that's just my feed. That's a good question. Did you guys? Yes. So when we were doing backer kit, they were managing our ads for us. Okay. Um, they're going to hop back in and manage them again. Um, they wanted to see how the launch went, so they wanted to give it about a week, which I think is fair. Um, we've been doing ads on like Google Ads and Facebook and stuff like that. Um, we also have a huge amount of like YouTube content coming out, so okay. we have a lot of of. Uh, it, it's not our go-to's, so we usually go to like John Ninas and you know the Scott. Um, the you know, Miniac, and mm -hmm. they they were unfortunately booked. So we have we kind of like spread, <laughs> we spread out and and contacted a bunch of different um, hobby mini painters, like all sorts of different YouTubers. So we have a lot of stuff happening this week and next week. Nice. So I think that um and and to be honest, I think that that's better than having it front loaded. Yeah, I every every. Yeah, every time we've done Kickstarters, right? If you put all that stuff up front, cool, you get that boost, but that boost is going to be there anyways. 
um, it's that's the you know that's the the hype you get when you start a Kickstarter. It's like boom, you get a bunch of people, and then mm -hmm. it usually slumps off, and there's nothing in the middle, and it's always U shaped, right? So big at the beginning, little in the middle, big at the end. And so what we wanted to do is we don't we don't want a U shape. We want steady growth. It doesn't have to be huge, but just steady growth. So mm -hmm. by doing our ads in the middle, I think that helps avoid the U, so to speak. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then we have ads at the end, but ultimately, like this is also very much a word of mouth campaign. I mean, it's really difficult, not gonna lie, to advertise miniatures. Like if I had a sweet leather backpack that, you know, kept your orange juice cold, that's pretty easy to advertise. You can make commercials for that all day. But it's really difficult to set up Google ads for miniatures because I mean it just doesn't get it doesn't get the clicks. It doesn't get anything that other advertisement stuff does so we rely mainly on content creators to help us out and i sure. i kind of like that too because it's it's our way of giving back to the community because a lot of content creators especially in like um like painters miniature painters they don't get paid very often by people they usually just get like you get the product and that's what you get and we don't do that we always pay it's the right thing to do sure. um so we're excited we have a lot of ads um and i think that person's feed will get full of them once uh once they kick out so nice, nice. just keep nice. your keep your eyes open we one one question i had for you right out of the gate is is and we, we kind of uh, jumped into the forge to kickstart a little bit but yeah. how did uh, broken anvil miniatures uh kind of come to be you guys uh... <laughs> um accidentally okay I guess would be the way to put it 2020 pandemic sure uh, we're all familiar with that thing um our other company made large-scale collectibles and toys and basically i mean this is the pretty standard story for a lot of companies right it kind of shut off like people don't want to buy that stuff when they're scared of they can't get toilet paper mm -hmm. you know so mm -hmm. they're not going to spend three four five hundred dollars on a statue for a video game um so we realized, well, hey, we have, I mean, our, our head sculptor, the studio was a long industry vet sculptor for miniatures. He worked at Privateer Press and Steamforge Game. And so we, you know, we kind of said, well, maybe we just pivot to miniatures. Um, and what's funny is like a lot of people know us for our Patreon. They know us for digital miniatures. Right, but right. Our first thing, our first foray was actually resin miniatures. Like we did some... Um, some early lines of Rivenstone before Rivenstone was a thing um, and reproduced a couple models for that that sold out immediately. It was awesome. And I think it had to do more with the scale they were in. So that was the um, the original Rivenstone scale. So right now it's 35 millimeters. Mm -hmm. uh, it was originally 45. Oh, wow. It was big. Yeah. <laughs> and that's because I come from statues and, um, you know, collectibles. Uh, okay. and so I, I like big miniatures. I like you know, big chunky things. And I had to get, you know, convinced that that's not what everybody else likes. So, um, but we sold those out really quick. And then we did a 90 millimeter miniature of Odin. I don't know if you saw that. It was like, I our... think, I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the start of us. And then uh, we moved into Patreon and now we're here. Right. We, but we kind of did, um, we did Dungeon Delvers before we really did Patreon, right? So we did physical stuff, even though that was technically we did a digital release for uh, Dungeon Delvers. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was we just started out of necessity. It was a pivot. It was a way for us to go direct to customer with something that 
we loved. We didn't have to pay licensing fees for, um, you know, like it let us be fully creative um, and maybe potentially like fill a hole, right? Like yes. we kind of looked in the market and said, like, there's a lot of traditional miniatures. There's a lot of, you want to be a human fighter? Cool. You want to be an elf, whatever? Cool. But there wasn't mole people or, you know, <laughs> like mm -hmm, there mm -hmm. wasn't a lot of turtle people or stuff like that. So we started taking like what we saw in a lot of homebrew things and just kind of making them a reality for people. Um, we knew going into that, that like, that probably wasn't going to lead to the Patreon being huge, uh, but it did grow pretty well. I mean, when we we put it on pause uh, about a month, two months ago, um, just because we really want to focus on the physical sure. stuff. And at at its peak, though, it was at like I think we had like fourteen hundred people, which is wow, pretty good. That's, that's really good. Yeah, I mean, we unfortunately it's not enough to sustain a studio of our size because we have you know twenty plus employees and. Sure we have a commercial space that's pretty large um so it was one of those things where like the creative part of it we fell in love with absolutely but unfortunately it just was too demanding on us at the time we'll probably bring it back but it's not going to look the same so before we were trying to i mean we had a vision right it was we wanted to be like artisan guild or titan forge and get mm -hmm. that those high numbers like six thousand plus because then that sustains us we don't have to do anything else we just do you know digital miniatures all day and we're good um so we tried to offer 50 i think it, for months we did like 50 plus miniatures it was crazy it was a lot of work that's really expensive yeah we didn't make any money <laughs> it was we lost money on all that but we did it for the community in hopes that we can see some growth but i think the problem was in doing so we also were very tired um we didn't offer the customer service we sh we could have been able to offer yeah, had okay. we've only done half of that because sure. um, personally like i was running most of the patreon and like it's it's tough man and also working with my mini factory Mm -hmm. Oh, don't get me started. That website is terrible for creators. It's awesome if you just want to go there and get a miniature or yep. have your miniature collection. But if but you want to put neat. stuff on it, there were there were so many days where I would spend four hours loading our product onto my mini factory just for it mm. to time out, reset, oh, and no. I have to do it again. No. Days and days and days. And so it and it's hard to it's hard to talk about that to our our fans to our Patreons and tell them like why we don't want to do it it wasn't because of them like we love our patreon like our community is awesome because yep. we cultivated it right like there's no bullies there's no there's nothing negative in our discord it's all positive sharing growth all the stuff that you want to do but ultimately i think we started to become a little negative because you know it was the the constant like having to deliver and we couldn't just do what everyone else did and we couldn't do the bare minimum that's not what we do so you know i think we kind of put ourselves in a weird box not fun um but yeah. now we're we're back to doing what we love uh and when we come back to patreon which i know we will it's just going to be different right it'll mm -hmm. probably be five minis a month something small yeah. we're going to adjust the price but they're going to be far better than they've ever been you know, and and our creative on like our creative output on a thousand percent, right? Which is great. And if you've looked at our web store lately, since uh, the last month we did Patreon was the Orc month, October. Yep. Um, but we've launched a couple new things on there, and they're better than anything we've ever done. Like the Tower Knight, we have this beautiful knight that we did. He's yes. he's awesome. He goes together mm -hmm. so well. Very and, cool. Like, 
combined with the new print material that we use, that's one of the best physical models I've ever touched. It's it's amazing. Um, the Minotaur, which is also in our Forged campaign. Yes. The I the Knolls. Knolls are amazing. Um, and we have more stuff coming out. We have uh, we have our version of the Ninja Turtles. I was gonna so <laughs> that was one thing that I was going to because the one of the stretch goals was was a turtle guy and he has a bow. I forget what it was. It was it. Uh, oh yeah, the the Tuatar monk. Yeah, the Tuatar monk. And I'm like, wait a minute, this turtle has a bow. Are we going to? St- <laughs> no, then- no. So that that was done. That was done a long time ago in our Patreon. Right. Um, but we have it. We have a. Are you part of our Discord? If you're not, I, I'm you not. I will. I'm going to join after this. Cause... Um, I did. I did some sneak images the other day of uh, of some of the things we're working on, and we have like a, a very grim, dark version of the turtles with Splinter. Like it's it's very cool. I love and, that. And uh, that's kind of the direction we're leaning. Is a little like we still love the hyper stylized and the and the fun stuff, but we really want to do what we love, and and a lot of us love actually. So we. We coined a term. It's called Wimdark. That's our version of Grimdark. It's okay. Dark. Yeah. So, so it it lets us play in that that fun area where we can be silly, but the silliness can lead to something dark and horrible at the same time, right? So, like, you can have like it's kind of it shows itself really well in our um, our Wizard of Oz month, where you had these you know the Tin Men, right? Like the the little constructs. But if you looked in their backpack, they have chopped up feet and hands, right? So it's like they, they fit this really fun, silly story, but it gets really dark really quick, right? So I love that. Yeah, I'm rambling now about. It. No, I love that. I, I love the <laughs> fact that you're doing the like a grim dark uh, Ninja Turtle uh, like series. I think that's awesome. Like, I, I, I uh, being a big Ninja Turtle guy, I'm 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 yeah, super stoked for that. I can't wait to see that. Oh, you um, can't see it on my wall. I have a one sec. <laughs> yeah. yeah sitting on my wall i actually have a you can't see it probably oh let's hear let me uh see there we go also love the turtles oh yes <laughs> metalhead awesome and i got i got i got more of these in a box and i got statues in the other room of all the turtles and yeah i i mean that's what i grew up with i think i had every single action figure they made so that's awesome that's awesome a lot of money a lot of money (laughs) a lot of a lot of chores i had to do to get that it's all right uh we just did uh we did granite con and uh that was uh had uh all most of the ninja turtle artists there kevin eastman was there awesome yeah talbot and jim lawson and yeah it was was a lot of very cool yeah Yeah, we're we're working on a line of minis we we uh showed them off at gen con we showed Two of them off at of Gen Con. Uh, the Lost Company miniatures. We're working with Andy Suriano, who did oh. the the latest. I think it was TMNT Rise, the animation. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, sounds right. Oh, yeah. he also did like Samurai Jack and stuff. Um, but yeah, we have uh, we have a bunch of of really cool stuff planned for that. It's a, very cool. Yeah, we're going old school for this. It's like um, it comes in a box that you can fold out, and it's your dungeon in the box and then the side tabs can rip off and they you fold them up and like give them some tape or glue and they become like pillars and coffins and things so you can just kind of play it's like a hero quest style box very cool but very cheap um i think we're gonna retail these boxes for like 25 bucks and you get five or or six minis in there and uh potentially a bad guy as well so maybe six minis very cool Yeah. yeah that'll be q1 like it that's just stuff we're producing while we're, you know, running molds for Ribbonstone and stuff. 
Awesome. Awesome. Let's get to some of the Block uh, that person real quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Haley says, uh, oh, Haley's talking about the flame spiders uh, and those extra, those other spiders that you uh, mentioned earlier. I hope it's water, air, and earth spiders. So elemental no, spiders sounds pretty cool. It's not. That would be pretty uh, cool. Actually, I guess one of them kind of fits. We, we have, um, it's an ice spider. So that's close to water. Okay. And then we cool. have a rock spider. Which just has a big rock on the back. Okay. And then instead of air, we have. It's so weird. I don't know what we were thinking when we designed it, but then we <laughs> fell in love with it. It's an armored spider. Okay, that's kind of neat. It, yeah, when you see it, you'll be like, okay, this is crazy because it actually looks like a little knight. Like he has a little helmet on, and he's covered in plate armor. Yeah, it's it's really cute. Um, but it fits those. All the spiders are meant to go together, so like you, they get progressively harder. If you were to run them in a dungeon, I think the armored spider at the end is probably the the hardest one. So, well, Haley's Haley's on board. They said uh, these sound <laughs> fantastic. I hope they unlock. Me too, because I think one of them unlocks around like three hundred and fifty thousand. So that would get us to the towards the end where we have massive free minis. So, uh, Haley also says, "Love the mole people." Me too. I, think the, I don't uh, know if I've seen those. They were from our release called Fiends of the Undercity. Um, that was one of my favorite releases. We had a bunch of uh, little underdark gnomes riding around in like minecarts and stuff. And then um, the best mini I think we've ever made. It's my favorite. It's a it's like a mole merchant on the back of a bullet, and it looks awesome. I love that. Yeah, I love that entire set snail people yeah Haley wants to know will we see any snail people from broken i mean it's not on the list but sounds pretty awesome we do i mean we just made a turkey paladin for november's free miniature so yeah i mean probably there's a snail person at some point that would be very why not Let's see here. The other question that was brought up was are, are content creators that run physical D&D campaigns to feature the minis within the uh, considerations for outreach as well? And that's kind of one of the reasons why I, I shared this with, with, the, with the Discord, uh, with the VCG Discord uh, server was just because I know that there's a lot of uh, people that you know play all sorts of uh, fantasy RPGs that uh, would love to have uh, these minis for the, even though they're not like typically you know quote-unquote branded for the particular RPGs that the, the, the they play, they, they, they kind of, you know, they're fantasy minis, so you can use them in anything. Same thing with minis agnostic games as well. You can kind of just use whatever minis you have, and these, I think, would also work good for a lot of, uh, fan, you know, uh, minis agnostic games as well. Uh, would you would love to see some of those beautiful minis in action? Yeah, so yeah. would I. Um, I think uh, we reached out to quite a few people, so I'll be very honest with you. Like we are really, we're good at making miniatures. Our games are good. We have so many games waiting to come out for you guys, but we're bad at marketing. We're so bad at the other side because that's not what we do. Like I'm not a marketer. I, I make stuff. I put my hands on things and I, I, I make things. And, and most of the team is the same way. Um, and unfortunately being as small as we are, we don't have a huge marketing budget. So we have to rely on things that are easy, right? Facebook ads, pretty easy. Uh, Google ads, slightly less easy and then instagram ads are the easiest ones obviously um but we when we did our reach out to i think i made a list of like 70 youtubers it was huge um obviously you kind of you kind of have to go with whoever says yes because i mean people make they, they plan their videos out months ahead of time oh, especially like the correlation between 
the organization and planning further out is direct with how many you know uh, subscribers they have. So it's like once you start climbing up to 500 plus thousand subscribers, I mean, you're lucky to book someone within three months, right? right. So um, unfortunately, we we had reached out to a few channels that do exactly that, where they run campaigns, they use they could use the models in those things, and they just they didn't have room. Um, we did get a few like really cool people to sign up. I'm not going to spoil it. They're going to be on this week and next week. Um, but I think some of them might even paint the minis, which is really cool. Um, we actually just had, oh, forgive me for not knowing his name. Um, well, we had we had an ad last week that went live, and one of the the YouTubers painted up the knoll, uh, one of the knolls live. Uh, he did like a slap chop method or whatever that is. Uh, looked really good. So. Yes. Yeah, I think just keep your eye open because there's. I don't know what every bit of content's gonna be. So some some might just be like reviews, some might be ads, some might be full videos with um, our stuff. And I know Dana Howell has something planned, or she'll probably paint them. Um, that's usually what she does. But that's what most people are gonna use these for, anyways. Is painting, right? Yeah. Paint them, put them in games. Um, but realistically, we really took the time and consideration to, you know, because all these were previous Patreon models, so they needed work. So we had to go through all these models, painstakingly make them, one, producible in PVC, but then two, also work with, I mean, yes, they, they are built for miniature agnostic games, but in reality, like, we kind of focused around 5e Dungeons & Dragons, right? We wanted to make sure, sure that these can be used in those, in, in that game in particular, because it's it's one, it's the largest one on the planet, right? Um, but also it has like, bills, yeah. yeah, and and I think, you know, just kind of designing around that makes it open to the other games, right? So most games use a one inch square. Cool, these will fit. Um, so I think they'll work for, for anybody's game. And then we didn't overly theme them either. That was a, yeah. that was a hard discussion, right? Because what's the right answer? Do you set up an entire theme? Do, you know, everything is like Curse of Strahd style, right? Like all gothic vampire stuff. But then you lose everyone who doesn't care about that at all, right? Absolutely. So we tried to give people a good mix of things they can use all over. Um, There's a lot of characters that can double as enemies and player models. Um, We try to be very cognizant of that. Like the Ratkin Rogue that we unlocked early on, I love that model. Like the it's next, cool model. the next D and D thing we do, I'm going to play that model. Um, I'll probably, I mean, we have to test our module here soon for this, and I'll probably use this in that module. Um, but like, it, we, you know, you don't have to run that as an enemy because he looks awesome. Just homebrew a rat race, and you're good to go. Um, but things like the feral vampires, like those, those are pretty direct um, comparisons to things from D and D. But the thing that you'll find, um, so I, like we we made an entire or making an entire creature compendium for this, a bestiary, a monster manual, whatever you want to call it. Um, but our stats are going to be very different. So okay. we 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 definitely made sure that like the difficulty rating, the CR rating is the same. But like we want our stuff, even though it is a proxy for something, you know, like if. Uh, our feral vampires, I think, are literal literal proxies for vampires, uh, but we want them to feel different, and the, for the encounter to feel different. So all of the stat blocks, and we're we're gonna release some of those, I think, next week, just to kind of give people an idea of okay. what they look like. <laughs> nice. Um, but like even our dragons. So our oh yes, all of our colored dragons, like they're not in this campaign. They're listed as 
you know, black dragon, copper dragon, blue dragon, silver dragon. That's not what they're named in our book, right? So okay. the black dragon is actually a Xenos dragon, and it's like oh. a void cosmic style dragon. Um, I, I'm not going to spoil the rest because we're going to start sharing some of those stat cards throughout the uh, the campaign. But they all have they, they feel very different from your standard D and D blue dragon or D and D silver dragon. Like they have very special feel to them. Um, and those are going to be big models. Uh, yeah, the, they look it. Yeah, the uh, like the black dragon we have, he's he's big, and the one you get for free in the the um, standard pledge is huge as well. So um, we wanted to also make them reasonable so that the price would be reasonable, so they're not like these, you know, twelve inch tall dragons, but they are they are still very big. Uh, and we think that price is is good as well. They they're going to be highly detailed. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we're definitely, uh, we're spending more at the factory for these because uh, we we want them to be good. So they're going to be broken down quite a bit and pre like when they preassemble them, they'll be in a lot of parts. But uh, that's how you get the the strong detail in PVC. So you just I, have to I, focus I'm on breakdown. So excited for these dragons to be honest with you. Yeah, that's one of the things. Um, and then you've got a whole a whole dragon bundle. Uh, it's just another crazy value for for that um, yeah and then that's the thing too so just so anyone who's listening to this and, and we're going to talk about this on our live stream uh i think which is tomorrow uh these prices are one time only like right. it's only going to be these prices for kickstarter and then unfortunately like we have to sell them at retail price moving forward and this kickstarter is really more to us it's more about making the molds like i, I said earlier it's just get those molds done so we can offer this product for everyone in the future. Uh, and then the reward is that you get to, you get these things for cheap right out the gate. Right. Um, yeah. And then some of these, uh, like the, the like centaur druid, that's also mm -hmm. one of our, one of our newer sculpts. Like I, I think by us spending more time on our sculpts, they, they turn out better than they did before. I love everything we've done, but like there's a there's a difference you can tell like since we've paused the Patreon to what we're delivering now, um, which I think Very is a cool. positive thing. It, it shows. And I've also, like our sculptors have gone back through some of these models as we were fixing them up to prep them for, uh, for Forged. Mm -hmm. We've added mm -hmm. some things, right? So we've pushed in some details and made them crisper and very cool now you've only there's only uh i think you've only shown off the physical um like the the one dragon there the, what is it the black dragon there that uh the, yeah the, yeah that, we have, a, have a painted copy of both the like i guess it's the ice dragon the one that comes with it and the black right. dragon the other ones are currently in sculpt right now okay um we figured you know, if 90% of our campaign, the sculpts are done, we have a few things that are in concept art, people can see, like, how good our sculpts are compared to the concept art. And we felt that was okay. It's not sure. something I like doing, but other right. companies do it all the time and far more do. grievous than we do. So um, I felt like it was okay. But, yeah, as soon as, like, I think we'll probably have the next dragon that we'll finish up is currently the... Sorry, let me check my Discord real quick, and I'll tell you. Sure. I think it's the Copper Dragon is what's almost done. Nice. Um, yeah, I think he's in. He just got finished being blocked out. Now he's in pose, and then a detail, and then probably a week we'll show that off. There's no way we're going to be able to finish all of them before the campaign sure. ends. But as we finish them, those will become updates. And you know, whenever we finish something, we have 
all the prototyping in our studio. So we'll just print it out and show everybody what it looks like. We'll probably have a dragon lineup at some point in the next couple months. Um, but I think if we put all of our sculptors on these, eh, maybe a month and a half, we can have all of them done. Okay. Give or take. Yeah. But we really also, we don't want to rush because they're awesome. And it's our first time doing a series of dragons. So we want to make sure they're, they're really good. Absolutely. Uh, Haley says, uh, planning on playing upcoming skirmish games, sword weirdos with four dragons on a side using those models. Seems like a fun way to introduce people's to, people to miniatures board gaming. Very that, cool. That sounds awesome. awesome. Those dragons are huge. So that'll be, that'll be fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Just to see four dragons on a table is crazy. So this, um, it looks like, I, I think, I think I saw it on the book. Or on the on the Kickstarter on the box, it says Volume One, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Does it say some Volume One here somewhere? Yes. So this is this is something that you plan. Is this? I'm going to assume from seeing that it's Volume One or something, or Box One, or I can't remember what it's. I can't remember. What uh, it's. We originally called it Adventure Series One. Okay. Um, but unbeknownst to us, that sounded too much like Blacklist. So for this sure. relaunch, we changed it. But yes, this is Number One. Um, to let you in on like. A little bit of data our patreon models we have 900 plus models i was gonna say you have a quite a, a few sure not all of them i think are are gonna make it into a forged series but we're definitely gonna pull more models we're also gonna sculpt more models um we want to do we want to do this probably at least once a year for people because i know mm -hmm. a lot of people can afford it on Kickstarter, but they're not going to be able to afford it when it goes to retail because, you know, if I don't even think we're going to sell these as these bundles in retail, we're probably going to break them down and sell, you know, yeah, like either single minis for the adventurers and then like you'll get three troglodytes in a pack for, you know, eight bucks or something. Sure. Um, very similar to Reaper, to be very honest. Like we, yep. we like what they do in terms of their business model and you could always use another one out there on the market. So we're doing a similar thing. Um, I think the difference is that we just we want to make the best sculpts we possibly can every single time. And that's something we're going to strive to do. Forge Series 2 will probably be 50% recycled material from Patreon because we have it sure. and it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but it'll probably be a lot of new stuff as well. And, you know, after working with our, our factory partner for this, it's going to open up so many doors for us with them on you know, production discounts and crazy things that you can't get until you, you do a big run of minis like this, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But that'll allow us to get even better prices for number two, add more stuff. Um, and also too, like once you deliver something like this, then it, the second one's always better. Sure, so, absolutely. Yeah. You just build, keep building that momentum. That's that's what uh, you know, crowdfunding is all about. You know, and when you uh, launch a product and in, in and in a line that you want it just to kind of keep gaining more and more uh, fans and, and more of the uh, community share. Uh, yeah. Jason says, uh, I do like the detail, but not the paint every single link in the chain mail level of detail <laughs> would make yes. it much easier to paint. I, I think that that's kind of where we land with our design aesthetic already is that yeah. we, we like painters. If you want to take this to show level, you can, if you want to, you know, hit it with some black primer, hit it with a Zenithal, slap it with a wash, a little glaze, and you're done. You can do that too. If you don't want to do any of that, they look good on the table in gray. 
right? So yeah, I think that's kind of the the point of our detail level, and we we attacked that our first month of of Patreon. Like that was definitely a thing we wanted to do from the get go. Is like, what's the level of detail that you hit where you're right under too much noise, and you're right above too little, right? That it's that the Goldilocks. <laughs> zone right, uh, right and i think i think we i don't think we hit it every time i think we flutter in and out right but that's probably the best balance you're going to get where we pay attention to it and then if we see ourselves getting a little too detailed we'll come back in the next round of things we do um but yeah i'm also the type of painter i don't want to paint every single chain link and little grommet or rivet you know yep. but sometimes those models require it right and i think it's uh the bigger you get and that's something we figured out, like the bigger monsters, like our Minotaur, he has a lot of detail, but it really doesn't feel any different once you're painting it to the little miniatures. They're just broken up differently. So, uh, Jason also asks, or actually, we'll get to the next comment <laughs> okay. that he has as well, and we'll, we'll address that in a second. Uh, Jason says, will the models need to be washed once they arrive to remove the mold release agents, or will they be clean and ready to paint right out of the box? This is a hard question to answer. So ideally, they will not need to be washed. Sure. Um, however, we have to work with the, the factory to figure out the best blend of PVC that fits our detail level of miniature. So that's the other the background stuff that, that goes on when you're making these models is that PVC isn't just one thing there's right. like you know 40 different variants of pvc their hardness is different their ability to take details different and then also yeah some just straight up uh they don't actually have a release agent on them they excrete it over time it's a it's an off gassing of that plastic as it shrinks so you know when it heats up in the mold and then it comes out of the mold it starts to shrink but that shrinking doesn't happen immediately it happens uh for a long time and usually by the time it gets to you from china it's it's shrunk it's you know i think it's like a half percent or something and then that whatever that oil is on the outside it's a polymer which is why your paint doesn't stick to it um so ultimately we're trying to work with them on a material that doesn't do that Sure. It just depends on cost and everything else. And if it does do that, that's something we'll definitely have like a tutorial video of like, this is what you need to do, you know, follow this. But sometimes that's unavoidable. Um, but we do strive to make it a, a good experience. That's also why we chose CoCast for our other stuff is mm -hmm. that you can just pull around the box, start painting it. Um, so if I can find a PVC or a PVC like material uh, for this campaign, once it's over there, I think we'll be good. Um, and we're already starting our talks with them. We have, they have all of our files. They're starting mold preparation right now. So it's not like nice. we haven't been talking with them, but we can't really do the sampling until they have a mold finished right. and they send it to us. And so once they do, then we're going to work through, it's like anything else we've, we've worked with China quite a bit. Um, we do a lot of OEM manufacturing for other companies. So we're used to this, but once it gets to us, it's going to be probably, you know, six weeks of back and forth, give us a different material, send us all these different materials. And it's not, they can't send you, it's really frustrating. They can't send you like 15, 20 materials at once right. because it requires an entire pot or a vat to be placed in the machine. So we have mm -hmm. to wait for them to run someone else's material and then sneak our mold in, run our mold through it. And, you know, yeah. So we, uh, we will try to make it as, as clean as possible for nice. everyone who picks it up. 
And then Jason likes to make just a little dig on me and says, uh, so these models are Doug friendly level of painting detail. <laughs> I, so I love painting minis. I yeah. don't feature it enough on this channel. Um, I am not one of those that gets insanely, although sometimes it depends on the, on the mini, on the mini, but uh, it gets insanely like focused on the detail. Like I love to just put like four or five different colors on there, you know, maybe use some contrast paint and some washes and, and whatnot and just make it so that it's not gray on my table top and it has some color like that's all so jason's just give me a hard time because you know whatever that's fair whatever <laughs> i love uh love it when my friends come on and troll me on my, my painting skills on this show uh jason says cough fine cast cough lol melts in your car on the way home it does oh yeah, and fine cast was traditional resin, and I think they just used a really weird blend for that stuff. Yeah. Um, that is, I, I will say though, like the two things we're looking out for is with our PVC, we want to make sure the blend is fairly heat resistant. You, it's sure. almost impossible to have it be fully heat resistant. Um, but that's the other thing we looked out with. Co cast was like, is it going to melt? It doesn't, which is great. Uh, the other thing, so anyone who buys from our web store right now and gets our, our current resin blend for three, our 3D printed resin, uh, it does a weird thing. It'll absolutely melt in the car, not melt into a puddle, but like the, like if you have an arm or something, it'll fall down, take it inside, put in some hot water, and it comes right back immediately. Okay. You don't have to bend it or anything. So if you accidentally leave something in an environment it shouldn't be, your mini should never be in a hot car because that gets like oh, like right. close to you know, 250 degrees in there. Like, Don't leave your minis in the car. But if you did, it comes back in. And what's really cool is it's similar to COCAS where like the, the, if you use acrylic paint, it kind of bonds with the, the print resin. So it doesn't mm -hmm. flake mm -hmm. off, which is really cool. Very cool. All things we tested very thoroughly over the last six months of printing. So, uh, I'm excited. Uh, I, I mentioned before the the stream that I ordered some orcs from you. Some some of the orcs that uh, I think are the same same you know sculpts as is what's in this Kickstarter because I wanted to a they they just looked amazing and and b I wanted to kind of get them in before uh, hopefully before the the Kickstarter ends and then I'll just kind of throw them on on kicks on uh, social media. I'm gonna unpack yeah. my paints. We middle of uh, moving to. Uh, uh, South Carolina, so it's been kind of a kind of kind of a race to get everything out and unpacked and and put aside and but uh, I'll definitely get out to make sure to get all my my painting stuff out for uh, for those when they come out. Yeah, if you uh, ordered any of the ones, um, some of the orcs have like spears. Uh, if you ordered any of those, I believe the halves will probably bend in the bag. Just like I said, heat up some water. It doesn't have to be boiling water; just warm water. Set them in for like two seconds, pull it out, and you'll literally just watch the spear go back to where it's supposed to go. It's very cool. Very interesting. Yeah. Jason Jason even says, Yeah, the orcs are awesome looking. I, there's, there's a lot of lot of really great sculpts in in, in, uh, in this Kickstarter campaign. And and I'm going to let folks know that you know, go take a look at it. We showed some of it here and uh go go take a look at it. If you know you know whether or not you can afford to uh, to back this, I, I you know I'm not going to tell you to go back it and just do it. You know you make the call for yourself, and and uh, if you feel like uh, the value is there and you can afford to do it, go go do it because I think uh, you know Chris and his team and and the whole team at uh, Broken Anvil are are 
doing some really cool stuff. And I, uh, when, we went, when I met them at Gen Con and went over there, I'm like, wow, these, this, this is going to be a company to keep their eye, your eye on for in the next uh, few years, because I think they're, you know, you're going to just keep, keep seeing you guys grow and grow and grow and, and uh, put on more, uh, more projects and that's put out more cool. minis. <laughs> and that's, that's exciting to see. Yeah. And I, and I think the, the best part about what we do is we have like, we have an external look, right. Which is we make miniatures and miniatures based games, but internally we do a lot more. And I think we're going to surprise some people over the next couple of months with what we're releasing. So we have uh, to give a little bit of a secret. We have a card game coming out. Oh, uh, neat. Okay. Uh, I say card game. It's like a four player. Oh man. I don't even know how to describe it. It's four thieves. You enter a house, you got to steal loot and it's everyone against everybody. It's fun. It's frenetic. Um, the artwork is amazing, but there's no minis in that at all, right? So it's it's just something completely different. But our our lead game designer, Will Hungerford, is amazing at what he does. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I just think like he really likes designing interesting, fun mechanics that people will enjoy engaging with. And I think this this new thing we're making, uh, I say making, it's done. We just need to <laughs> we need to just get it out there. So yep. Um, you, you will see that soon. I think we're going to do a live stream of that game. We were supposed to do it this week. This week turned out to be Thanksgiving. Uh, and I think we're all a little bit busy. So next week, we're going to do a live stream of three of us playing that game. So everyone can they get a feel for it. Nice. And then um, when it comes to launch, I think we're we're weirdly enough going to put that on a, on a, a platform we haven't used before. I oh, think okay. we're going to use GameFound. Okay, yeah, yeah, game yeah, because, Yep. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a weird one because we don't actually need like tooling or anything like that for it. This isn't sure. like a normal crowdfunding thing where I mean I think we're gonna put the 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 number that we need at like a thousand dollars because it's just a it's a pre order essentially. We're gonna order a large batch of this and we're just gonna sell it and we're keep doing that. So um, I think people will like it and it's gonna be made quickly. Paper goods are usually made pretty fast. So the box is small. I think it's going to retail for like 25 bucks. And uh, so far, everyone who's played it, they've loved it. It's super fun, and it's very different from what we do. So very cool. I, that's yeah. the, that's important to do. To do, I think, uh, you know, trying to trying to do new things as a company is always always important to do. I think. Uh, yeah, you know. we just don't want to get stuck in one yep. lane. Like we're exactly you know, we're, we only do skirmish war games. Like we love that, and that'll be a part of what we do forever. But we also want to do four-player co-op dungeon crawlers. We want to do crazy battle your friends, like card-driven games. Um, I have a passion for trading card games. I would love to do a TCG, um, but you know, time. So we'll see. Maybe, maybe I can uh, get Kevin Eastman, Eastman on the phone for you, and we can do a new. Uh, there was a, a Ninja Turtle uh, TCG at one point, Chris. Yeah, there was also. Uh, wasn't there like a small? miniature space game too i think was mantic mythic somebody was doing it um but not anymore and so we've uh we've put our hat in the ring for that too yeah we we have we have a few a few sneaky snakes out there uh for some licensed stuff that we we definitely want to do plus all of our our games are designed with the ability to like reskin them essentially take the mechanics from what we've built and put it into something else that's not unheard of i mean Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. simon does it basically with there's everything a lot of they companies do. that do that for sure yeah i mean if you have something good take it modify it boom you have another good thing so i that's kind of what we want to do with um 
like the Rivenstone engine or with even the, I told you about the, the four player co-op game that we're making um, to take that and apply it to other things, right? Like I'd love to do that with Pokemon, for example, and have like a multiplayer Pokemon dungeon crawler. I think that'd be really fun. But absolutely. We'll that would be yeah. super cool. Yeah. Uh, Jason is in Canada and he says shipping to Kanekistan <laughs> is more reasonable than I had expected. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's been a troubling issue for a lot of a lot of Kickstarters is shipping. Well, one yeah. also people assume that we control the rates for shipping, which is no. absurd to me, but we don't. Um, and we we do not do anything where we add money to shipping. Whatever you pay for shipping is direct cost. Um, okay. But yeah, we found. A lot of people use like QML, uh, things like that. We found Easy Ship, and you know okay, we've yep. seen other other Kickstarters have used it, and it's pretty flawless. Uh, but they give us the best prices, so it's just one of those like, ah, I think it's probably really good. Um, we'll use it. So that's what we're using for this campaign. If we find something better along the way, like before it ships, we will change to offer whatever best pricing we can. So. Very cool. um, yeah, because I don't think anyone has to pay for shipping until shipping's due, and that can change from now. So that hundred dollars to Canada or whatever it might be might be one hundred and fifty at that time. So we might want to reevaluate and find a different partner. So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, I think that's. But smart. also, these are probably. I mean, these boxes are going to be huge too. It's weird as a, as a consumer myself when I get large sure. boxes, I never ever question the shipping costs because I'm like, yeah, I just ordered. 30 pounds of plastic in a giant box the size of you know my car yeah okay yep. there's a reason it was 200 from china i get it absolutely <laughs> like, absolutely well chris i i don't want to go uh, too i don't want to keep you too much longer uh, if folks want to know more about broken anvil minis uh not just this forge kickstarter but but your company in general where, where should they go where do you want to direct people uh you can go to our Instagram at Broken Anvil Minis. I think it's that. I I wasn't prepared for this. I don't know what our uh, what our Instagram is. Oh, because it's on my phone, right? I never have to. Sure, tell yeah, you yeah, never see it. it. Let's see. I'll I'll tell you right now. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love uh, it. Yeah, sorry, man. And, and uh, good. obviously our web store. So just www.brokenanvilminis.com. Yep. Um, that's where you can find most of our stuff and links to everything else. Um, I think we're gonna pull ourselves off Twitter. That might be a thing that we okay. do. Yeah, you wouldn't be the only ones that I've uh, yeah. heard that are doing that. So we just like to make sure that we're doing the right thing, <laughs> and yeah. I don't get a feeling that that they are right now. So, um, yeah, it's just at Broken Anvil Miniatures on Instagram. That's usually where you'll find most of what we're doing, or at least links to what we're doing. Um, it's the easiest thing for us to post on. Sure. But that in our web store, um, and then obviously on Kickstarter for Forged. Nice. Yeah. And uh, you said you do uh, regular uh, YouTube content as well, and and so go go follow, subscribe, and you know we and try a Facebook we try. and a Twitch as well, if, if I'm not yep. mistaken. So we're trying to be a little bit more um, active on our live streams as well. So you'll probably see us. We're shooting for once a week. That's nice. a goal, but it's often hard yeah. to do. But uh, also, yeah. if you go to our Instagram right now, you'll see I teased an image today of another skirmish game that we're building that is technically done. We're just working through the design of the miniatures right now. Uh, and it's being designed, the miniatures are being designed by William Kirkby, who recently just did all the artwork for Space Station Zero, 
which yes. was a really awesome game. Yeah. So he's doing all of our crazy, goofy sci-fi miniatures, um, and it's our first foray into sci-fi. So very cool. It's, uh, yeah, I think that the image I posted is a little delivery cat on a crazy space scooter. So enjoy. <laughs> uh, let's go check that out. Yeah, and that's going to be uh, probably early next year. So look very out cool. for last stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, awesome. I want. Thank you, Chris, for, for hopping Thank on and, and being a part of this this session. Uh, if it, if you if you watch this far and you've enjoyed this, please hit the like button down below. Share it with the share the link with uh, with folks that uh, you know might be interested in, in some fantasy minis and just just minis in general. Because uh, I'm going to tell you right now, Broken Anvil they're they're company to watch over these next couple of years because they're just going to keep doing bigger, bigger, bigger projects. And, and I'm excited to see what uh, what they've got coming up in 2023, 24, 25, and then just kind of see them just take off and. Really make a, a big splash in this in this industry so that's the goal thank you doug I all right it. we'll see you all next time remember winning shouldn't be the only victory condition when you get to the table we'll see you next Thanks so much for watching this video. Uh, if you would be so kind, make sure you hit that like, comment, and subscribe, all the YouTube jazz that we're supposed to do here. Uh, it really is greatly appreciated. And if you'd like to support us more, uh, you can uh, check us out on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash victoryconditiongaming.